What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Marcus Stewart. How you doing, Marcus? I'm I'm drowning. Drowning, Alex. Me, yeah. You yeah, throw me, me a, a life raft because there's so many I, video I don't, games. I don't have one myself. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm trying we'll, to. Sw- we'll go down together, I guess. You know, I, I guess that's the alternative. If you're going to have to drown, pull someone down with you. Is that, I was, as a they- kid, <laughs> I was always terrified of drowning. And I tried to imagine myself in the James Bond. There's that one James Bond film where they share air together underwater mm-hmm. by, like, holding their breath and then blowing it into the other person's mouth. You know what I'm talking about? That sounds vaguely familiar. Is that one of the, is that a Pierce Brosnan one? Yes. Is it Die Another Day? I th- it might be, yeah. With Halle Berry, is like, is that? Curious, yeah, I was curious if I could survive underwater like that. Um, and I think ultimately I decided I could not. <laughs> I don't think that. that I, bet, I, I would imagine, like, unless you really lip lock, you'd probably lose, like, 50% of your oxygen <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> yeah. And, and hasten uh, your demise. But Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, we're also joined by Charles Hart. How you doing, Charles? I'm I'm doing good, uh, I, but I mean we're all we're all drowning. What is this, Cauldron Lake? Well, yeah. What, what, what is, is this? this? Some kind of AWE? Some kind of. Uh... Oh, I think you trying to say AEW. I was like, what? It's <laughs> <almost> <laughs> <now>? <laughs> that's my that's yes, my that's my it's joke. It's very much like Cauldron Lake. The darkness is at the bottom of the lake. I think that's the. I watched uh, an Alan Wake recap recently. But wait, wait, wait! I, I thought I it. That right. I thought it wasn't a lake, but it was an ocean. Oh shoot! You're he right. He does say he do be saying that. Yeah. Uh. We're, lastly, we are rounded out by Blake Hester. How you doing, Blake? Hello. <laughs> hey, what's, what's up? up? Why did you just slam that book? I've been reading the next great piece of literature from one Alan Wake. Commit to the hat? bit. No, it's Lillian Jackson Braun, the cat who wasn't there. Okay, I was close. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Can't not at all. In the title. <laughs> no. We're going to be talking about Alan Wake 2 today if people haven't figured that out. Um, we're also going to talk Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Spider Man 2, Party Animals, and uh, we're going to answer a bunch of listener questions. Blake's, if you're watching the video version, you can see Reagan, a very blurry Reagan. <laughs> I can't fix my camera. Uh, this, is a, this is a good, this is Reagan's month because, you know, she's named after the, the Exorcist girl. It's spooky season. Have Blake, have you seen the new Exorcist movie? And if so, did yes. you bring Reagan? Marcus, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we're now going to divert 20 minutes of this podcast to the Exorcist Believer. Um, here's the thing. Uh, one, I did not bring Reagan. <laughs> that would be uh, a nightmare. Uh, I did you think she'd see- be scared? Only, if he brought her uh in the sense that she's scared anytime she goes outside the house yes uh okay. but uh yeah i have seen exorcist uh believer the new film from david gordon green an enemy of art everywhere um it's a bad movie what do you want me to say it's a bad movie oh, it? fundamentally it fundamentally misunderstands what makes the exorcist interesting spoilers it's not a little girl who's possessed that's just the catalyst of the action, not the central focus of the movie. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Movie came out and it was bad. We're all moving on. Everyone's who's like, it ruined the franchise. It's not true. You still go watch the old movie. It still I was exists, gonna say, believe it or there, not. 
there's there's multiple Exorcist sequels to that are of questionable quality. <laughs> yeah. However, this. however, everyone always says that, but what they miss is there's one Exorcist sequel that is a stone cold bona fide banger classic, and that's the. Ex- Can I guess what it is? Yeah. Um, the haunting of Emily Rose. Not an exorcist movie, but sure. Um, no, the ex- Wait, they don't. There's no exorcism. I mean, it's, it's not an part exor- of the It's not the Exorcist, though. I thought it was like the Exorcist colon. No, uh, first off, of Emily Rose. first off, that's not even the name of the movie. It's, it's the, the exorcism, exorcism of Emily of Rose. <laughs> that's a good movie, but no, the Exorcist three, a banger. Exorcist believer, it's bad, but who cares? It's over. It doesn't yeah. matter. I will anymore. say, I went to the Halloween Horror Nights house for it, and it was the mm-hmm. scariest house of all the ones that I did. I uh this weekend will be going to the Museum of Motion Pictures in Queens, New York to see their exorcist exhibit and I'm very excited. Oh, you said to wait. see their their exorcist like they have a resident exorcist on staff for yeah. some reason. You get to no. watch a live exorcism. No. <laughs> that is art, no. probably. Is that art? No. <laughs> exorcism. To someone it probably is. I would say exorcisms are uh generally crimes. That's tend to be what they are. Interesting. Are yeah, you, are you Satan? No, I mean like exorcism. <laughs> You're evicting comes... a perfectly innocent ghost. <laughs> no, needs a the, body to live in. <laughs> they cover this in the original exorcist from 1973, but um, exorcism fell out of favor as modern science learned that mental illness existed, and a lot of exorcisms that happened would lead to uh, severe like um, starvation or dehydration or physical injury or death of people uh, because they needed actual medical help, not the help of a priest. Um, And so now sometimes you hear about like these idiot exorcists who are like, I'm going to exercise this kid. The kid will die or be severely injured and they go to jail because that's an irresponsible thing to do. So I don't consider it art. I consider it a felony. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Speaking of felonies, Alex is trying uh, to exercise this conversation. <laughs> Speaking of felonies, um, that that landlord in Alan Wake One should probably get a felony. Landlord, uh, when they go to the cabin and nobody's there, you know. Oh uh, yeah, the a- Cynthia. Alex, you want me to, you want me to take over here? You want me to tag, yeah, tag me in? Tag me in? Please Just tag me in real quick. There we go. Tag. All right. So moving on with the show, Marcus. Charles, myself, we've all been playing Alan Wake 2. Alex, I'll give it back to you there so that we got through that segue. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we've all been playing Alan Wake 2, as Blake suggested. Uh, except for me, because I have not played. It's not, it's not a suggestion. <laughs> as Blake explicitly stated. <laughs> um, what, who, who wants to start? I, I'm, I'm very curious about this game. I'll tell you this. I don't know anything about this game, all right? And, I, and I've been keeping it that way. But from what I've seen from like a couple of the screenshots and seen it in motion and trailers, looks pretty freaking sick. I mean, did um, you play the first game? You, you know about no, Alan Wake, right? Okay. I know about Alan Wake. I know the story and I know the general. I was around. My friends played Alan Wake. I have a respect for the series. I never played it myself, but I've, I've of course, been aware of forever of like the flashlight mechanic and the light and dark. And that's been like a whole, you know, mechanic that I think has been uh well documented as like something that alan wake did coolly sorry i'm vamping because my headphones unplugged and i can't hear you if you're speaking to me yeah uh but i'm gonna give it to uh charles who's raising his hand very politely uh what's up with alan wake too thank you 
Well, I wanted to start because I, I think I know the second least about it. So I can introduce it and then uh, uh, Marcus and Blake can give more detailed account. I recently played the first Alan Wake to prepare for this one. And also because I kind of just wanted, I don't know, it just felt felt like the vibe. I played it. I beat it. I wasn't crazy about it. And most of the stuff I wasn't crazy about was just stuff of the era where I was like, I would really like this if it was done with like a modern 2023 level of like writing and just presentation. And some of the mechanics felt kind of weird when I played it. And so I started this and it just like immediately, (laughs) it just feels so much better. Um, So that was a relief and I'm very much into it. But it takes place 13 years after the first game. After the events of the first game, they keep referring to the year 2010. And I'm not at a point where they've connected it to the character Alan Wake yet, but um, well, you know 20, they keep bringing up like 2010 or, is when that first game came out. Yes, so that's yeah. the connection. It's also one of the greatest years of all time for video game releases. Like it's up there with the people rank years, and I think that's the reason. But you know, the one of the early mysteries is you know you they are like hey people went missing in bright falls around in 2010 what's up with that and i like to think it's because there were so many great games that <laughs> people just, <laughs> just lock themselves away. i like that i like yeah. that mark has really doubled down on that being a great year for the purpose of his bit yeah <laughs> yeah this guy's you know? been missing for 13 Cause, years because he's, he's still playing he's still playing mass effect 2 and super mario <laughs> galaxy 2 red dead redemption was that year they're like why would okay, you leave okay, your house right, when okay, you had all these okay. great games yeah yeah all right but yeah, this game, uh, you start out at least playing as Saga Anderson, FBI agent, who's come to Bright Falls to investigate a series of uh, murders who they believe to be a serial killer, but it's it's more, more than it seems. Um, mm. It always is. It always is. And w- one of the things that, things that bothered me about the first Alan Wake is it reminded me of a bunch of, I, I did like a Stephen King class in college where we read a bunch of Stephen King books. And there's a trend in a lot of that stuff where it starts out and the horror is just a big mystery and you don't know anything. And just the thing that always bothers me is you get thrown into a story and it's like, oh, this thing happened and this thing happened and no one knows what's happening. And it just like annoys me not being cued into what's going on. What I liked about this so far is Saga is like actively investigating what's going on. And so you're like literally putting clues up on the wall and like making conclusions and I feel a lot more like active in investigating what's actually going on. And then also just from the knowledge of the past game, I have like inferences of what's going on. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll tap. I'll tap someone in. I'll I'll pick up the, the baton for doing like a relay. One race more kind of thing. Yeah, like I we were talking off air, uh, but Charles and I, we're pretty much at the same point in the story, like very early, like. We're both in the second chapter. Uh, neither of us have gotten to play as Alan yet because the game starts you with Sokka. Um, so I, you know, I mean, I guess we're counting the what I played in a preview trip, which was like, I think like chapter three-ish for both characters, I guess, you know, you could lump that in there too. But I will say from like my early impressions, what I like about this game is that it, it within the first hour, it's probably scarier than the entirety of the first game. And, you know, by design, like the first game, at least to me, like it was never a straight up horror game. It was like more suspense thriller that kind of like nudged up against horror, but at least for me, never like 
crossed over where I was just like, oh, this is unsettling, but I'm not like, oh my God. Whereas in within the first hour or so of Alan Lee 2, there were a lot more moments of like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> that's that's creepy, whether it be like jump scare stuff or like the first real fight that you get into is like probably creepier again than anything in the first game where it's like, oh, okay. The opening <laughs> 10 minutes is also a lot. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, draw it, draw the curtains <laughs> for that one. <laughs> like, just, yeah, the it's first, not even, yeah. First, maybe like, yeah, you said 10, maybe like five, 10 minutes of Alan Wake 2, not safe for work and not in the way that you might think, just then they like, I almost was thinking in my mind of like, how many games have started us in this situation where you are a, uh, a, a, a character in this <laughs> I can can we say it because it's like the very beginning of the game oh, no, I think wait, I think no, we no, keep no, it no, a no, mystery no, 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 no. okay we'll keep it a mystery all right the game will be out tomorrow or the 27th uh Friday by the time this airs so like you know one day left I don't know if they're doing any sort of early access thing for this but uh but yeah it, it was one of those things where I was just like oh this is okay this is a start <laughs> um but yeah like I I like that you know like Remedy has said that they've they're going straight like hard survival horror with this game um blake i'm curious to hear your thoughts because you've seen a lot more of it than either of us in terms of like how that progresses and evolves but i like that it's scarier this time just because i like horror games and you know i'm looking for something spooky to play right now in october which is why i was glad when this was this got a late october release date um so i'm digging that um everything else so far like uh like the investigative study saga if it's still opening up you know for me I will say I spent an inordinate amount of time in that first section exploring, trying to find all those damn lunch boxes. <laughs> like, which pro tip, by the way, you know, maybe we could write this down or whatever. But like, when you're playing that opening section, you can completely abandon everyone you're with. Like, go explore. They'll wait for you. Like, literally, like mid conversation, you can just walk away <laughs> and they'll pick it right up, which I did pretty much immediately because I was curious and I was like, oh, they're there's all this open space, but like they're, you know, they're walking down here. And it's like, I kind of want to see what's down this forest path. Can I just go do that? And the answer is yes, just go do it. <laughs> and you probably should, cause you'll miss some uh, collectibles. If you maybe just only mainline it. And I, I like that. I like having that, that the, the area is a little bit more, no, it's not open world or anything close to it, but like, you know, kind of like open hubs, you know, where they're kind of exploring you like, Hey, you should go poke around. There's some notes here that you're going to miss. Uh, like I said, collectibles or, or like, um puzzles to find like stashes and stuff like that that part of my brain that wants to collect everything kicked in immediately where i was like scouring every inch of that place and even just finding cool little um i guess sort of like uh some some foreshadowing for what what might come later in terms of like locked areas or or even just like references to like you know i mean this isn't a spoiler because they've already said this but like you know the federal bureau of control is you know here early on so like seeing some of that sort of pop up, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm curious to see more of them. It's kind of cool to see them this early, but uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm liking the um, the tone and sort of the investigative stuff with Saga so far. But Blake, I'm gonna pass the baton to you because you are infinitely farther than all of us. So. Yeah, what's up, uh, Charles? Quick question: mm-hmm. What year were you born? Uh, I think you know. I don't remember. Can you just tell me? It's very important. Two thousand. So I've been playing Remedy's games for literally as long as Charles has been alive. I let the the Max Payne came out in two thousand one. Remedy stand number one. Um, love all their games, even Quantum Break. What an underrated game. So 
It's so good. The TV show is pretty mid, but the gameplay was out of control. Can you say that, uh, by the way, Time Knife in Quantum Break is the best series of audio or like notes I've ever seen in the game? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say that. But. <laughs> so, of course, Alan Wake 2, prime for me. I was so excited. Uh, and I'm really taken by the game. You know, I think as a, as a, for, as a Remedy fan, bringing that up, like, I think Remedy is kind of doing its version of the MCU, but because Remedy makes intelligent, thoughtful stories, like the way it references its its extended universe in this game is like really fascinating. And I feel like uh, has made this entire experience very rewarding as someone who like follows them and like the subtle winks and nudges at like, be like, remember this thing from 20 years ago? You remember it? And it's like, you know what? I do remember that. I remember my dad had the burnt CD of Max Payne 1, and we would play it. Uh, sorry, Sam Lake. I'm sure you're listening, but I bootlegged your game as a child. Max Payne 2 as well. I had that Mona Sachs mod. You know the one. But I think the thing that most interests me about this game is, like, I, I don't, honestly, I don't find it particularly scary. Um, I think, like, for all the talk they did of it being a survival horror game, I don't, like, outside of the opening, I think it kind of becomes a one-trick pony of really good atmosphere but then just like jump scares and it's like well okay it is what it is the thing i'm most like impressed with and taken by this game alex are you listening yep wait was that a pun by the way no i was gonna ask you said you've used the word taken twice oh no that's good though is like the incredibly strong creative and artistic vision of this game and i was talking to a friend who's also playing this and we were talking about how, like, when we play video games, we don't care. Or not, it's not that we don't care, but we never think about, like, the way a shot is composed in a video game. Or, like, the lens they're trying to mimic or use. Or, you know, the the narrative pacing, which is insane when you think about it. Because AAA video games, which is what this is, is a AAA game, not only ideally would be mechanically interesting, but they would be narratively interesting. And oftentimes they're just not. Like, video games usually have very poor pacing even stories i love like the ryugaku toku games um whose stories i think are some of the best in games have uh, it's like no one has ever heard of the idea of pacing or like um you know the last of us part two which is a similar a big budget story driven game i i adore i would not say it's a visually interesting game aside from it has good graphics you know what i'm saying but like playing this i'm like oh that's a really fascinating way to like compose this shot to like express what alan is going through or how saga is seeing the world and there's so much care put into like the way the story is told and how they're pacing like horror and then comedy and then like the kind of hard-boiled thrills versus like the reprieve of the story where you have a second to take a breath oh real quick have you guys watched the um i mean blake you probably have but no charles have you seen the uh what are they the koloski brothers those commercials yeah yeah yeah. they're really good they're really good. They're, they're really fun. There's some Finnish brothers you can f- hear have commercials around the town, and you can meet one of them. At they're like live action thing. commercials. They're very funny. Yeah. You should I, seek I, them out. Yeah. But I think all that stuff like makes this feel like a piece of art, which like I've been playing a lot of games recently, a lot of very expensive games that just feel like commercial products with the edges sanded off, like Spider-Man Two, which we'll talk about. A game I really, I think I like. There's no friction to the game. It's just, like, focus-tested to be this, like, constant drip feed of, like, serotonin to make you feel good. Like, there's nothing really interesting about the game. I think the story's pretty bad because it just wants you to kind of, like, 
be like, oh, that's a good G. Willikers, Peter Parker, the whole time. Um, and this game is constantly like throwing that things a, at the me. title of our Spider-Man two review. And, uh, honestly, Peter honestly, I uh, every moment in that game, I thought Peter Parker was one second away from saying G. Willikers. That is one of the most <laughs> obnoxious characters in video games. Miles Morales rocks. Peter Parker, get him out of my face. Um, I hate that. I hate that man so much. <laughs> His girlfriend take. Mary Jane, boring as the day is long. Um, Harry, I don't care. I just don't care. Anyway, but like comparing that against this game because I just recently played Spider Man, it's like it's such a captivating product and like something I want to be invested in. Like the second I was done with Spider Man, it was like out of my head forever. You know, Assassin's Creed. I played the opening hour of that new one, and it was just like. It seemed to have no thought put into, like, how do we engage the player in this world and in this story? Alan Wake 2, it feels like they spent the last 13 years, because this is their second attempt at making this sequel. You can read. They've been very public about the canceled sequel. Seems like they never stopped thinking about, like, the scenes of this game, how to make you care about this game, how to make it worthwhile to participate in the same way, like, a well-written book, you know? because pun intended or a well-crafted piece of radio or film like brings you into its world and has you understand the character i don't know anything about like peter parker other than he's a dork alan wake and saga it's like i feel like i know them intimately within five hours and i'm just like i'm fascinated by it i think this is like an incredibly commendable piece of like art and video game making i think this is like Remedy has been knocking it out of the park since Max Payne 1. I haven't played Death Rally. Maybe they knocked it out of the park then, but uh, who knows. Uh, I think this is like just showing 30, nearly 30 years of like expertly crafted video games like in 2023. Um, so my hat's off to the team. This is incredible. I'm only like six, seven hours into it. Maybe it's going to the bed shortly thereafter and I'll have to come on next week and be like, this game is dog crap. But... <laughs> Up to this point, game pretty damn good. If you ask me, seven out of ten, rent don't buy. You um, real quick, uh, since you're that far in the game, have you had a chance to mess around with like switching between the two characters? And... I just unlocked that, and I chose to oh, not wow. do it because uh, this wouldn't be a spoiler. I I did the whole Alan section, and it was really long. Um, mm-hmm. The first Alan section, and I just got back to Saga. And when you come back to Saga, you get the chance to switch characters. Okay. And I just haven't done it because it's like I want to hang out with Saga for a little while. I okay. will say, I will say, if I may, the vague as possible, when the game switches to Alan and you play the Alan section for the first time, my hat's off to Saga. A lot of amazing stuff in that opening Saga section. The Alan stuff is firing on all cylinders in a way you would not believe. There is some stuff they do with Sam Lake, who is face scanned into this game. That's not a spoiler. Sam Lake being the original um, being the co-founder or founder of Remedy, the creative director and writer of a lot of these projects, but importantly to this, the face model for the original Max Payne. There's some stuff they do with that that is like like that dude was writing his ass off and making fun of himself in a really key way. So that Alan stuff is crazy. Um, yeah, I love Game the, Rocks. the Alan stuff that I played at uh, in Los Angeles for that preview event was like phenomenal. But and yeah, that's the one. Oh, were you gonna say about? Well, I was just going to say, not to just focus on Alex, I feel like I skipped over Saga. Like, her stuff is awesome, too. Like, building out these case files and, like, taping things to the wall and putting it together and, like, 
psychologically profiling because she's like a psychic or some shit. the game is not really uh that. <laughs> which i'm the glad game is... early on i'm like wait is she a psychic and i was like or she is, that does, just, yeah. is she just really good at her job but then the other the game is like super not interested in really caring about it. it's like yeah <laughs> she's psychic just accept it can we move yeah, on like, why and it's i like, was it's happy fine. when other characters were as like weirded out by that too of like how could you know that <laughs> the the thing that's funny about alan wake is he's a dork like he's he's like canonically a hack writer and he's just like an idiot. He's just bumbling his way through writing his <laughs> dumb Stephen King rip-offs. Wait, wait. More but dorky like, than Peter Parker? What's what's the scale? Well, dorky in a good way. Peter Parker's like an annoying dork. Alan Wake's wow. like an endearing dork. You'd be you know really good friends with Flash Thompson, Blake. I don't know who that is. <laughs> a bully? <laughs> Who's Flash he's Thompson? He's the guy that always bullies Peter Parker. Uh, he, becomes, he becomes Venom at one point. Oh, well, you know. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that arc in the comics eventually. Um, <laughs> I think Saga is like a really great foil to him because she's like very like confident and smart. And Alan's like, oh, I don't know how semicolons work. Been trapped um, in this place for 13 years. Yeah, Saga's like, I'm capable. I'm not a, the dumbest man who's ever lived. Sorry you got trapped under a <laughs> freaking cabin, you dumbass. Uh, they're great two characters together. I love them. Yeah, okay. I wanted to see because you were, since you were talking about the story pacing, because that's like how switching the characters affects that because that's the biggest question mark i've had about this game they haven't really shown it like live yeah the demo that i played we didn't get to do that they were just very separated sections between the two what i can say about it without having actually done it firsthand is it's thus far not something like a gta 5 or spider-man 2 where you're more or less free to do it whenever there's like a specific location you have to go to to do it. So it's not like you're like in the middle of doing something with Saga and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to jump to Alan. Like you would have to get all the way back to kind of the hub area to actually switch. So I wonder if that's how they're trying to be mindful of pacing where it's like you're not like leaving Saga in the rising action or the falling action. Like you have to finish an arc then to switch. Does that That's make what sense? I'm wondering too, because I, I asked them that of like, you know, if I decided to play only as Alan for like, an extended period and if i jump back to saga will this yeah. will her story advance in the background where she's suddenly in a situation that i have no context for because time you know continued or is she going to be right where i left her yeah. even though alan is like way further ahead so to speak and if they made it sound like it would be the latter of like no no they'll always be where you left them i mean i would assume so that would be like bad storytelling to be oh, like of course, right, the story's but, gonna but, continue without you <laughs> i i mean like yeah that makes sense but just like if you're doing that by the nature of like if their stories are intertwined do they have to kind of keep pace for that I mean, to make sense narratively of like if alan takes a step that affects saga in some way i understand what you're saying but like gta 5 and miles morales do the same thing and like they didn't like i think it's easier because those are like open worlds like, where it's like it's just a big sandbox and you're like they're both they're all roaming around and maybe that's maybe it makes it easier for me to understand that but like with this where they're like in two completely separate basically universes honestly <laughs> and well, you do, and you don't see yeah. them together that's maybe that's why i'm having a harder time sort of like trying to wrap my brain around like well how can you do that in a way that makes sense you know and well, doesn't listener the game's out tomorrow so play through figure it out then email marcus stewart at gabeinformer.com and tell him how they figured it out <laughs> <laughs> so we're speculating about a game that comes out tomorrow we just figure it yeah out. i mean i I'll, I'll, I'll probably have my answer by the time this airs so yeah like, yeah you know keep playing more but that is the biggest thing that i've been wanting right. to know about this game and i i didn't i was wondering i i thought it would 
be sooner that they give you control. But then again, I guess I've, I've been with Saga for a while and it doesn't seem like Alan's happening anytime soon. It's just where I'm at. Um, so I guess six, seven hours makes sense, especially if you, again, I'm spending so much time trying to explore every nook yeah. and cranny to find stuff. So it probably took me 10 hours before I get to switch <laughs> characters. Mm. Yep. Um, okay. Game, game rocks though. Shouts out. I'm excited to play it. Do you guys want to talk about anything else before we move on to Super Mario Bros. Wonder? I have one more thing, and it's just yeah. just a thing to to keep an eye uh, an ear out for. Okay, um, I'm pretty sure the actress that plays Saga is British. Yes, and she she's yes. doing an American accent. Yes, and there are some times where you can hear like she has a hard time saying the name Anderson. Charles, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, I just just the thing. Sometimes you'll hear, and it's it's a little bit off. Like, hey, what's going on? My name is Saga Anderson, and it's like that's not uh, that, that was kind of weird, but it's I don't know. That's how her family says it, Anderson. <laughs> yeah, it works a, though in the like weird it's fine. world they got going. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. Like people got weird voices in Alan Wake inherently. God, Charles, you got me thinking now because they had a at the event they had a live panel with like the cast there, and she was there talking for extended period. I'm trying to remember, like, was she British? <laughs> was she <laughs> I looked, I looked it up, and it. I didn't. I admittedly didn't look very far. I, I googled it and then Google auto populated the name and then I pasted it into the box and it said they were British. Wait, it's Janina Kavankar. No, Janina Jan- oh. doesn't play Saga. Janina thought, plays yeah. a different character. Oh my bad. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I was like Janina was there. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> okay, so she was born in Hertfordshire. <laughs> dumbass town hertfordshire england that's the most that sounds like a fake british town that you yeah. to make fun of so she is english yes yeah okay i did some investigative journalism hertfordshire here. is that what you're talking about i don't know Hertfordshire. <laughs> yeah i feel like you added syllables blake's literally in kentucky yeah so. dude i don't recognize in the uk as a real place idiot country <laughs> the only the only uk i know is the university of kentucky that's right. baby ooh, 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 ooh. I've got a friend in Hertfordshire. Now I can't even say it. No, you Hertfordshire. don't. No, you don't. Yes, I d- this is like in and middle school. My family. No, no, no. Hertford- I got lunch with him in London. He's a real person. Why do you have lunch with him in Hertfordshire? Hertfordshire. Yeah, why don't you go to Hertfordshire, the dummy town? Because he was coming to me because I was visiting my family in London. Yeah, but like, I've got family in London. I know how to pronounce Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, a great job of it. I'm Hertford really convinced, Alex. I'm really convinced. Yeah, that. yeah. Ask me anything about the town. It's 634 miles squared. So <gasps> population 1.195 million. Yeah. Can we talk about something else? Yeah, let's talk about Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Is Mario British? I, no, he's a. T- He's got no, a new voice he's, actor. He's, Is he British he's from now? Brooklyn. He's oh, from Brooklyn. that's a good point. Is the new voice actor British though? Because all the British voice oh. actors do all the big roles now. So is is uh what's the name? Kevin Afghani, the new the voice actor. Is he secretly British? So. Is he is he the Let's Christian see. Bale of video games? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna find out right now. Uh, an American voice actor. Who's the Who's the actress? You know who messed me up when I found out she was British? Who? Florence Pugh. Oh yeah, really? I had no I've, clue. I've heard her in movies where she has her. I had no clue she was British. I only seen her playing Americans. So I was like, she's one of us. But nope. she was not. Apparently not. And then she you disowned her immediately. Not. You're like, you, nah, you tricked me. No, no, that's my girl. Shouts out to Florence Pugh, friend of the show. She's great. Shouts friend out. of the show, Florence Pugh. Friend of the show. Super Mario Bros. Wonder is a very good 
2D platformer game uh, that I think most of us have been playing here. I'm four worlds in uh, and really dig it. I love the, I just love the animations that, that I was watching a deep dive into the animations of Mario and how like they, the reason that he's, they're all so much more expressive. They've actually like increased the seams on their arms. Is that why they're so, so happy? That they can bend, they can bend them better now. They're like fancy action figures with more articulation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's like a big highlight for me is just, that and the flowers uh, that talk to you in the game, I think, are hilarious. I think this is for sure the funniest Mario game. Probably, That's a yeah. weird <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I feel like Mario has like a inherent like comedic, like physical yeah, comedy yeah. element. Well, I, I would say the, the 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 RPGs are like yeah. those have oh, like yeah. straight up comedic writing in them. Like, yeah, those like, Mario yeah. and Luigi, those games are actually funny. But yeah. This one, I feel like the flowers are doing a lot for comedic timing. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. Just seeing like the weird stuff they're doing with the wonder flowers each level. Uh, I, did, I did one. I was talking to Blake. I think I was talking to Blake about it. But we were talking about the silhouette level. Have you done that one yet, Blake? No, 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 no. Uh, I still haven't. I have. Yeah. Where it like turns, essentially everything uh, turns one bit. And... Um, you're just light and dark and trying to figure out puzzles that way. And you're like a really tall Mario and you have to like, Oh, I have down. done that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Skinny Mario's yeah. back. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so good. Yeah. Okay. I took away more the tall aspect of it. than the, Oh, the silhouette. Fair, fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my favorite parts of the game easily. I think I, I've seen some mixed opinions on the, the levels where you have to find the hidden, uh stars by jumping around and stuff you know what i'm talking about I've it's like a party fight okay essentially you are loaded into a very small level like two screens long two or three screens long and there are five hidden stars you have to find each of them and they're all invisible at first and you have to like jump around and find the hidden blocks that unlock them i really like those it's i feel like the game the game has a lot of breakpoints and uh places I mean, I, I think the pacing's really fun. You know, you've got these really long sections that I feel like are like the the linear path I think that you would take. But then if you go off and explore these little side stages, I really I've been those are probably again one of my highlights. It's just like the weird little exercises, thirty seconds long sometimes. Sometimes they're like I said, you're looking for items and just jumping around a single screen. I've really liked the pacing in this game, and I think a lot of those side activities really help support that mm. and overall it's just been my game that i go to at the end of the day mm. kayla and i have been watching a lot of reality tv I'm sorry. let's pull up mario oh no it's it's great let's pull up mario i'm watching the golden bachelor oh, i was gonna ask like what and... reality tv show <laughs> pairs well with mario oh definitely the golden bachelor um which by the way if you don't know the golden bachelor <laughs> Is the Golden new sixty sixty plus Blake? He's allowed. He's allowed a tangent. So wait, this is part he's of the Bachelor, but it's for senior you. citizens. Exactly. So the Bachelor himself is seventy years old, and what? instead of being a creepy old man, he was like, "I don't want to date anyone younger than 60. And I was like, "Good, good okay, on you, dude." Okay. He's like six. I mean, he's also on 70. camera, so. <laughs> but he's the most okay. He makes you believe he's the most wholesome indianan out there oh, the way indiana. he cries like every episode just because somebody's nice to him Aww. and the whole thing is 
his wife died like five years ago and he's been and whenever like somebody reminds him of something his wife does did he cries and like tells them like you really reminded me of my wife in that moment it's it's very that's toxic bro he's talking about his ex constantly in front of his new girlfriend that's so toxic dude and then and then the people like one a couple of the other people that are dating him they also lost they lost their husbands and so they just like cry together and they're like i'm so glad we found each other and and that i have somebody to feel less alone with honestly it's it's very wholesome i could see mario when he gets to that age, he would be the person that cries at everything. Like, absolutely, we, we need Golden yeah. Mario, where everyone's a senior citizen, like yeah. Peach and everybody. There's probably a level like that in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Oh, like, <laughs> the Wonder <laughs> Flower just makes him an old man. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> but that's been my that's been my go to nightly routine when I'm winding down. Um, is just play like five stages of Mario Wonder, and I'm I'm on Warp Four now, uh, the desert area. And I've really been enjoying it, man. It's it's so good. A lot of lot of uh, inventive enemies. Yeah, I love the enemies that only jump when you jump. I think they're that's like one of the best new enemies. But Charles, you've been playing it. What what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, on the note of new enemies, I feel like that's a thing that surprised me about the game. Is one of like the first trailers they were like, "Hey, we have all these new enemies." Yeah, and I feel like Mario is usually pretty like consistent about like they'll change the level design and change like your abilities so you're approaching them differently but they're pretty standard in like i don't know maybe they're like this hammer bro's got i don't know lightning now he's got two hammers he's got he's got (laughs) twice the size of hammers or whatever and now it's like genuinely like i don't know just completely new ideas and it's been really great i think i can count like off the top of my head like 10 new enemy types yeah. in this and yeah. and it's the kind of thing you can build a whole level around just having a new mm-hmm. enemy and just the way that that you know that interrupts you also the badge system what do you think about that charles badges go so hard dude i yeah. love that yeah, so much do. i love i love the hitting a wall in a level or something and being like oh that was kind of annoying and being like oh i can just fly with my hat now and that's gonna make this like 10 percent easier yeah I keep forgetting the hat's tied to a badge. I keep thinking that's like a regular power-up. Yeah, It yeah. feels like it should be yeah. a regular move in the game now. It's like good stuff that like doesn't warrant a complete power-up, but it's still like a nice, useful thing. Like uh, uh, when you get to the water world, you get a dolphin kick very early on, and it just lets you dash through the water and break blocks. And that rocks, and it makes water a lot more fun but it's not like as game changing as like a penguin outfit. And when you take damage, it doesn't go away. Like you still I'm sorry, have a penguin it. outfit. Uh, that that's like that's a past thing. That's not in this one. That's in okay. the, the Mario Wii games. It. But yeah, I I mean I'm really liking it. I've been playing with my partner Alyssa. Um, also, I love that there's so many characters. I'm I'm really a sucker yeah. for extra playable characters. We've been doing a a Toad and Toadette run. And that's been pretty great. It's big, big elephants. Um, I, <laughs> I beady think, little uh, eyes on the elephants. <laughs> out of all the new power-ups, I think the elephant is my least favorite, actually. I have not found any of the other new ones yet. I, I, I found at least three. I don't mind so it, far. but it's definitely not like... They get better. I'm not I'm not searching it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got one last night where I get I I have a drill on my hat. Yeah. And I can drill into the floor or the ceiling. That one's real good. Mm. There's another I won't I mean we mentioned in the review, but I won't spoil it here for you, Charles. But essentially you can like 
use it to create like temporary bounce points, you know? Um, I think in the shotgun. I think that was in one of the trailers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. I like it a lot. Very good. Blake, what about you? You've been playing with Reagan? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, who she play? Uh, she plays as Luigi. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 maybe not as hot on it as other people are, but I like it a lot. Like, um, I'm approaching it kind of like a little junk food game. Maybe not too dissimilar from you, Alex. Like, just picking it up in short spurts, playing a few levels. I, I don't think I'm as t- <laughs> I'm not gonna use that word again. I don't think I like it as much as I expected to, you know? Um, I think the last run of, like, kind of tenpole Nintendo platformers, like, uh, especially the Kirby game last year, Mario, yeah. Odyssey, games like that have just been so, so strong that I think this one is not quite hitting that for me, but it's something, like, yeah, it's something I'm just kind of like, oh, I got a few minutes, I'm going to pick up and play a couple levels. Like, I really appreciate it for that. I also... I've made the conscious decision now that I have Alan Wake to put it down for a bit because I have a flight on Friday. And I'm like, that's going to be the time I really dig into this. But I'm probably like four or five worlds into it. I think it's cute. Nice. I don't know if this is a fault of the game or me. It's probably a fault of me because it seems like you all aren't having the same issue. But I I really do not find myself digging into the badge system very much because it's like one or two are just so clutch in every case like the the parachute hat is like the most clutch thing ever that like i'm not experimenting maybe as much as i should or could i think i'm not experimenting on the main levels but i like the badge challenge levels where you're forced to use them sure 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 but that's interacting like, in a different way but that's like the vast minority of the game right but like you're still open yeah up the like menu. i'd say i have like one or two i go i do the parachute hat and i do there's one that um maybe it's the triple jump or something you get a much longer jump sure. time. And yeah. You're like running in the air. But I guess to that point, then it does feel like um, they're not necessarily incentivizing that badge system as sure. much as I thought in a way that I think would make the game more interesting. But that said, the parachute hat goes hard as heck and I like it. Yeah. Uh, so the parachute and the, uh, the, the drill hat, the drill hat's really good. Um, it's yeah. Good. yeah. It's cool. It's the parachute hat the web wings of mario <laughs> it's was, not as good as the web wings which are game changers but it's very good you know what it's actually good for is not parachuting down it's a quick boost to your jump up that's the most useful thing about it is if you open the parachute hat at the apex of a jump it'll give you just a little extra boost little just to get up mm-hmm. yeah super good and i think like I'm I'm with you in a lot of ways, Blake. I much prefer 3D platformers, like all the all the ones that you mentioned being your favorites. Like they are, were all 3D platformers, and those were also my favorites. Like I think Bowser's Fury. Oh, I forgot about that thing. Oh my god, that game is was so incredible. Good. Yeah, so yeah. good, so good. And I think in in the wake of those games, like Mario Odyssey and Bowser's Fury, are two of my favorite games now. Like period, I love those games. Uh, when you compare them to the 2D games, I think there's just, um, I don't know, it just loses uh, some of its charm for me. And maybe that goes back to, you know, remembering like the early 3D platformers on 64 or something. I don't know if it's like a nostalgia thing for me, whereas like the older people really like the 2D ones. Uh, yeah. You know what know. the issue with 2D platformers is? Celeste came out in 2017 
and no game's ever going to do 2D platforming this that good true. ever again. <laughs> like, yeah. you just can't ever top that. There's no going back from Celeste unless you're just ripping off Celeste, which Mario Wonder is not doing. I mean, there might be a level where Mario tackles his uh, crippling depression. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I didn't say the story of Celeste was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the Celeste's game story. Oh, it was but... my it was my game of the year. I like that game. Well, that was 2017, right? 2018. 2018. Oh my! The my yeah. game of the year 2018 is what the golf? No, no, that was 2019. My bad. What my the bad. golf is so good though? What the golf is incredible. I can't believe more people don't talk about that game. Oh my god! It, what yeah, the golf? It's great, unbelievable game. Anyway, yeah, Mario Wonder, good game. Two thumbs up from me. One from on the Game Informer scale. One for me. One for me. One. That's fair. Spider Man Two. Swip, I wasn't swip. on the show last week, and I haven't. I still haven't played it. So oh. I have nothing to add to the conversation. <laughs> I've platinumed um, it this week. So Okay, all right. Do you have things to say about I one hundred percented it two weeks before it came out, Charles? Yeah, I, wow. yeah. No, Blake did beat me, but <laughs> Marcus oh, yeah. was the I one haven't that wanted to talk it. about. I haven't it. platinumed it. Well, you know, you think that's impressive. I still haven't finished it. But it's <laughs> <laughs> I listen, I've been busy with things that I can't talk about yet. So talk about honestly, them. this past talk weekend about was the, the break embargo. Talk about it. <laughs> this this past weekend was the most like uninterrupted time that I've had with the game. Um, and I, I'm still relatively early in the sense that I'm like, I, I actually I can I, I can probably say where I am because it's stuff we've seen. But I, I just got to the point where the the, the lizard part, the, the big chase that you know we've seen the trailers and that i got to play in la like that's where i am like at the start of that uh and all that's because i've been going around doing side stuff because it's hard not to because it's because i'm not even and i said this last week like i love that i'm not looking at the map very often i'm just kind of organically swinging around and then if something's nearby you know and it's close enough it's like yeah i'll go do that like i'll go stop that crime because it's like i i should do that because i'm a superhero but also it's fun to get in there and like mess people up with my uh Either my symbiote powers or my my venom, you know, well, the electric venom powers. Just <laughs> it's it's just dawned on me that Miles has his own venom based That's abilities that are completely different. <laughs> perhaps the most baffling <laughs> naming decision I've seen from Marvel in a really long time. Yeah, to be them venom powers. I mean, you know how be, you know how early or we were talking about how strong the writing and Alan Wake to us. That's an mm. example of bad writing. <laughs> to be fair that's that's the marvel things like i thought that when miles debuted in like 2011 yeah it's like that's a weird name for like zappy electric powers (laughs) like and even when they justified it like you know some spiders you know charge powers was right there electric powers also yeah it's because it's he's a spider so he's paralyzing people with his venom i think that's the that's deal. I think that doesn't look like it. From what I remember, doesn't look like it. From what I remember of the comic where he gets his powers from like over a decade ago that I haven't read since then, that was more or less what how they explained it. I'm like, yeah, you know, some spires paralyze people with their real power. So he, so he was just like, I'll call him Venom in a universe that has a character named Venom. But <laughs> you know, I mean, like I guess I said, that makes sense. Like, like in I the said, world, no. did Miles name the powers? Because he's what, I mean, he teenager? named them in the comics. Like he just, he okay, was just so like, I guess stupid. I'll call this Venom. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's stupid. pre pre Venom. Really, Venom. He's also a 13 year old kid in the comics. So what do you want from him? <laughs> how is it pre Venom? 
Yeah, what? Well, well, oh no, no, no! In the, in the universe, in the, you know, saying, Venom. Yeah, that's fine, but we live in our universe. That's bad writing. You're <laughs> like, correct. You're correct. It's yes. like we could just call it what it is. All that aside, the game is still super fun. It yeah. still makes me very happy as both a Spider-Man sicko and just as a person that enjoys good video games. Like I've. Are, I've maxed out the traversal tree. Like I just beelined that thing and just ignored yeah. most of the other stuff. So I was like, I want to be able to get around as quickly and just like you're just playing it right as implausibly as possible. Like I don't understand and how you do like another weird double jump or dash when you're already like going 90 miles an hour in yeah. the air but i'm not complaining. if you choose like extra health over that you're dumb yeah you're playing <laughs> playing it wrong just look at if you take one look at that skill tree and you see all the dumb stuff that you can get to do you're gonna be like why am i spending all my tech points and whatever other 19 currencies in this game on anything else first and i'm glad i made the decision because i'm like and i'm doing everything I'm, i've made myself remember all the traversal moves i feel like they're very easy to forget mm. but i was like no i'm not like i was practicing them so that it would have the muscle memory to where like i'm doing the weird loop-de-loop spin all the time do they still have the cannonball thing midair oh yeah that you can do oh you mean oh, with yeah, the trick nice. yeah 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 i'm nice. doing i'm doing the tricks and stuff one because it's fun and also like in my head cannon i just like showing off for all the people in the street but like wow yeah. you know spider-man could do that <laughs> i think it's worth also pointing out marcus um mm-hmm. i don't know if either of you all any of y'all have gone back to play the other two Spider-Man games since Spider-Man 2 has come out. Oh, no. um, mm. I had to play them to capture some stuff for a feature. And uh, in Spider-Man 2, they have just increased the base speed of swinging by what feels like 50%. Like, it's just a way faster game now that it, in a way that is, like, immensely satisfying. So to your point, like, adding all the traversal upgrades onto it, you feel like a, a freaking F-16 bomber going through New York. <laughs> Especially when you're flying. Like yeah, I don't, I've not had this much fun with just flying since maybe that that otherwise bad First Superman spoken. movie game. Oh, that's what I was thinking of, yes. Um, that, if anyone remembers Forgot Superman the movie, that, that 360 game movie tie-in, that was god-awful. I'm pretty sure I played a 360 demo for that game. They, did, they did have a run at like EB Games when it came out because that's where I first played it. But like, Flying around and doing sonic booms in that game were like the only the only good part of like, well, they got the flying part of Superman, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and this is like sort of making me think of that, but obviously like much better. I was like, man, I, sh- I there's the purest in me as a Spider-Man fan that like slightly cringes when I see him glide. Like I had that in the Tom Holland movies. I think it was far from home where he has the suit and I was like, oh, well, you know, he's he's not a flying guy. He's a swinging guy. And that's just me being curmudgeon old Spider-Man fan. It's like, realistically, it makes sense that he should make something that, you know, expedites that because he's a smart kid. Um, I'm over that. No, at this point, just because it's just so much fun. Well, there's also plenty of spiders that ride in the wind. Yeah, like too. in nature. I know yeah. because they keep making webs on my car and I'm like, this web strand goes super <laughs> far from like where it's connected to. How did you even, how did you do this? Um, yeah. um, but, Symbiote. Oh, that, yeah, Venom. Um, Simba, Venom's not spot. He's not a spider, Alex. It's an alien. It's different. Shoot, or he's a man-made creation, depending on which version of Venom you go with. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. What just just happened? Is everybody? Where's Blake? Everybody good? What do you mean? Where's Blake? Uh, Is it the dark place again? Oh, Dang it. we picked uh, up that manuscript. He got written out of the story on accident. 
Because uh, the freaking there was should have been a semicolon. There was a period. No one finished it, it the was, story. They didn't finish the sentence. It's like Cody they, Rhodes. They you know, man, shoot. What were we talking about? Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. I guess Blake. Where? I guess I hope he's okay. You know. Yeah. Shout out. Uh. You know. Throw Wherever he a, is. If he needs a tether to the dark place to pull him out, hopefully it doesn't take thirteen years to get him out of there. <laughs> but, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> You know, okay, well, I guess we'll continue the show without him. Um, I think my my point that I was making is Spider-Man 2 is a, a fun video game. It was the, oh, it yeah. was the, okay. the hottest take that you'll hear this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Saying I'm having a fun time in that game doing cool Spider-Man stuff. And I maybe my hot take and just compared to like Blake's take on, on Peter and, and, and I guess just Peter. I like Peter in this game. I, Miles is more interesting in this game for sure. I love Miles and I like him even better now because I got him wearing the bodega outfit that has the cat in the backpack yeah, and seeing yeah. that little rascal pop up and throw his hands around during like serious cutscenes is very funny I, to me. I think Blake's favorite character is J. Jonah Jameson. I think about it. <laughs> Blake really relates to J. Jonah Jameson. He does hate yeah. Peter a lot. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's some... There's some crossover um, there. I think on Blake's note about Peter Parker is I don't I don't dislike him the way Blake does, but I do think he serves a different purpose than Miles in which I think the idea of Peter is like this is a kid that's down on his luck and he's learning this whole thing about like responsibility and juggling these parts of his life and becoming a superhero. But I think Peter Parker as a character is very much like a blank slate that you impress upon to be like I'm going to relate to this guy. I'm going to put myself in his shoes. But I think he's, I don't know, in contrast to Miles, who I feel like has a very specific, like, cultural background. He's got a very specific life. Um, I I think Spider-Man as Peter Parker is kind of like, this could be anyone. And Spider-Man as Miles Morales is like, this is this one specific person. Therefore, any one specific person could be similar to Spider-Man. That's kind of how I interpret it. So any, any, like, vagueness or or general character trait that peter parker has has never like rubbed me the wrong way because i think that's more of like what his deal is yeah that's interesting because like it's a when you have peter with miles i think his role changes because he's the mentor and you know the what i like about the insomniac series is that this is a peter that has been spider-man for like a decade like yeah he has he has been through all kinds of stuff he has established relationships with all his villains and early most of them at least and like his side characters and that miles kind of occupies the role that peter traditionally has of like he's the kid in high school figuring out how to balance the life whereas peter obviously still has a hard time with that because that that's just going to be hard to do no matter what but he has a better handle on it um and i think that like peter peter has always been like a dork that is just the character um, you know, there's variations of that over the decades and depending on who writes them, but he's never been portrayed as like a cool guy and he knows that he's not <laughs> a cool guy, which yeah. is what makes him and has always made him endearing to me is that he fully is aware, even when hit like his quips, like he knows they're bad jokes and that's what yeah. makes them funny is that he says yeah. them anyway because yeah. he's trying the to The self-awareness. Get, yeah, like he's trying to get a, a rise out of people or to like break the tension or to distract whatever you know whatever purpose it serves but like he he knows that it. it's like yeah I'm, I'm just a giant goober and then when you have when miles came along who like miles is like a genuinely cool kid he is cool people think he's cool yeah like but he's like 
he's like a nerd, but not like he's nerd in the sense that he's very intelligent. But like as a kid, he's got like like this kid has some swag. Like he's cooler than me when I was his age. <laughs> like like I I have I was like the smart kid too, but I didn't have the swag that Miles has. And I think when you have them up against Peter, I, I like that contrast of like they're both science nerds, but one is just like inherently like more suave and has like a swagger that Peter has never <laughs> had. And Peter mm-hmm. is like not ashamed of that. Like he embraces that. And so like I think that's where the all shucksness of Peter doesn't bother me. I think again, yeah, being used to that character for so many decades, I'm like, that's just Peter Parker. And I think they play it up in a way in this game that's like endearing to me more than like annoying. But that that's me just having been married to this character for so long that you're like, no, that's just that's just who he is, man. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now that you're a little farther in, Marcus, how do you feel about Harry? Because we were talking about you're talking about how portrayals of Harry kind of vary throughout the the canon oh. of Spider-Man. He's I, there's a there's a good chance this could be my favorite portrayal of Harry. I need to see oh, how his okay. arc, you know, wraps up in this game. But again, like I said, Harry is very hit and miss in how he's portrayed, even in the comics sometimes. Um, but especially in like cartoons and, and movies, like I mentioned, like the '90s animated show that was Fox. I love that show, but that Harry is so annoying and bad. And then, like, James Franco, I thought, was a pretty good Harry in terms of, like, if you're going for more of the, like, edgy Harry, for lack of a better term. Like, kind of the more, like, you're almost like, this guy probably shouldn't be friends with Peter, but he is. Because there's a bit of that Flash Thompson sort of, like, jockiness to him, especially because he's rich. But, like, what makes Harry nice or, like, endearing is that he's, like, he's not that, even though he probably should be on paper. You know what I mean? Like, he has, like, a heart and cares about Peter. Um but you know it varies but this be this one rides that line of like yeah like he's got money and stuff but then but like he has like a really good moral compass and like their friendship feels believable even though this is the first time we've seen it on screen at least in this series because you know he was absent in the other ones but like even from like that first scene where you're like going on the bike ride together and they're sort of like reminiscing about like old times i was like yeah i buy this like there's a chemistry there that feels pure and and like earnest and I, where I'm like happy for them that they have their, you know, they have each other again. And like anytime you're on screen, I'm almost like, like the fact that you have me dreading something bad happening to Harry, because that character is good things don't happen to him generally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he gets screwed over a lot in the comics in very different ways. Um, So I'm kind of waiting for that shoe to drop here. But like the fact that you almost have me being like, I don't know if I want to see that again. (laughs) Because I like, I like this hair. I just want it to be okay. Uh, I think that's a testament to how likable they've made him in this game. Yeah. I, uh, he's great. He, he's like a tender for my, my favorite performance. I would say him and miles probably, but a, a lot of good, a lot of good, good characters in this game. I want yeah. to see him and Miles hang out more. I've had, I've seen like one direct interaction so far with them. And I remember I was thinking like, well, this is interesting. Like, I don't even know if I've ever seen these two characters interact much, even in the comics. Cause why would I they? I don't think there's a ton. Yeah. In this game, even. But I, I made me want to say, I kind of want to see like them hang out like properly and see how that unfolds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, I just want to talk real quick before we get into listener questions about party animals. 
Um, have you guys had a chance to check this out yet? Or no, I, I keep installing updates on Steam though. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they update this game a lot, bro. Like... I did a, a tiny bit. I played right before we started, and I did one. I did the tutorial, and then I did one match. Okay, I I don't know what you thought, but I have had a really good time playing this game lately. I did not. I never played Gang Beasts. I haven't played any of those sorts of games. Yeah, me neither. I always sure. wanted to. I just couldn't get a party together, and I thought for some reason you had to have a party. This game has a quick match function, you know, just the pu- public matchmaking. I'm really enjoying it. I, number one, I thought the tutorial was great. Yes. I'm one of my favorite tutorials in the game. It, I mean, ve- definitely hearkening back to um, valve games uh, a bit with it's and like some very overt references. Um, and also the publisher of this game is called source technology, which is another valve reference, I believe. But this is uh this is a a party, uh what would you describe a party platform game kind of party brawler? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a gang beast. Your party being the foremost term for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you are playing as an animal that you pick from. It's purely cosmetic, but like there's a ton of different outfits you get to pick and unlock. There's a great progression system in the game. But yeah, there are I think like something like eight players in a typically uh in the most basic level a rectangle arena and on the outskirts of that think of it like the bleed area of like a photoshop like if you ever you've got a photoshop document um you've got like the bleed area where there's like a little bit of space on the outside of the the main thing and if you get hit into that bleed area and you don't get out quick enough you die that's kind of like the gist of this game but yeah it's a 3d platformer brawler uh, you're you're physics based, I should say. So you are floppy. You're floppy, and yeah, you're. And sometimes it doesn't feel great. That's like part of the. Is that by design? No, it's like it's supposed. Yeah, you're supposed to kind yeah. of fight the physics a little bit. Yeah, it's not quite quap or something like that, but it's. Um, yeah, you're right. It is. It is some kind of intentionality with that, but sometimes it does feel bad. But other times it's really slapstick and really funny. And also sometimes it just feels great. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, a mixed bag in that in that way. Yeah. Um, Which animal do you play as? Great question. Yeah, that is a good question. I So you can unlock new animals. And I've unlocked uh, an owl. I've unlocked a moose that I really like to play as. Uh, the, the main like corgi looking animal um, I've got a lot of outfits for. Um, Wait, is it not so just the corgi? The, it is just a corgi. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said describe corgi like creature. Yeah, this corgi like creature. Um, so yeah, I kind of go with like what I have outfits for. Um, there's a I have a uh, alligator with that has like a bathing or like a bath towel on with a little rubber ducky on his head. I saw a gator. I think we might all weekend. that might be part of like the pre order. Uh, we, we we were sent. We were all provided yeah. codes. No, that's just what they do in Florida, actually. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they swim a lot. Um, but yeah, you are you are. It's kind of like single elimination every round. Um, I guess that's single elimination. Yeah, you get you get knocked out. You're out until the next the next round. But yeah, if you get knocked out of the arena, there's no respawns or anything like that. You have one life per round, and typically it is team based. Um, as far as I know. And typically you will be on, sometimes you'll be on larger teams. Most of the time it's four or five teams of two. Um, And you're all 
fighting amongst each other, picking up objects that spawn in the environment, uh, like a frying pan or uh, a taser you can pick up and tase people. Uh, and then that gives you a chance if you knock them out, you can cuss them. You can pick them up and throw them off the arena, right? And some of the arenas, like you're in an, a, an ice block that's floating in the Arctic Ocean that's slowly coming apart and the arena gets smaller and smaller. And you're trying to, it's kind of like that, uh, that old Mario party mini game. Mm, I don't know mm -hmm. if it's ringing a bell, but it, it reminds me of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. There's, there's another level that's frustrating a lot, but cool where you are in this Arctic region and you have to stay close to the campfires to stay warm or you'll freeze to death. And so there's like multiple campfires and sometimes the, the wind will blow them out and you have to, everyone's running to the other campfires it's it's a cool game. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, there's been a few moments where I just like save myself uh, at the very last second. And it just feels so good. Like I got flung off of an airplane in one match and I grabbed like the tail end of like the far wing and my character is like hanging on by a thread literally. And I'm like slowly climbing back onto the plane as like the others are, are dying. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I recommend it uh, if you like those kind of games. It can be frustrating. I've I had my first rage quit the other day because I was just tired. I felt like I was getting picked on and I kept dying. And then while you're waiting to reach for the next round, you can the longer you wait, you get tokens and you can spend your tokens on things like um, you can throw fish at people. Like for, you're just kind of like a disembodied camera, you know. Um, but you can throw like banana peels for people to slip on when you're dead. Or you can throw bombs from off screen and try to blow people up. But a lot of it, once you're out, it's like a very passive thing. And if you get knocked out early, it's really frustrating. Because uh, some of them can, can last a while. Because some people will find, like, I realized on one of the main maps, there's a pillar that you can climb. And people will just climb off screen. And wait for wait for everyone else to die. And then they'll drop down. That's the worst. Yeah. And that, that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh my god. Um... But I'm enjoying it. Party animals. I I think it's probably like gonna be on my top ten this year, maybe like we, number we gotta, ten or something. We gotta stream that. I I'd be yeah, totally down to that. Maybe tomorrow or something. I don't know. Let's we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll if we do it in the afternoon, I could do tomorrow. Okay. But I'm out in the morning just gotcha. for a little. It'll probably be out. Well. Yeah. It's TBD. Um. Yeah. TBD. Well, yeah, that's party animals. Charles, do you want to talk about it anymore, or should we move on to one? One thing to say is that I am a I'm a gang beast sicko. I know you are. I have yes. played hundreds of hours of gang beasts with my brother, and if anyone's like, "Oh, dang, I got to catch up on all this gang beast lore," it's not worth playing hundreds of hours of. It's really not <laughs> much of a game, and it's it's a game I'm surprised has done so well, given by how little content is in it and how. That, that game is about fighting against the physics and fighting against the controls. And my brother and I have played so much of it that we are just masters of that physics system. But part of yeah. the fun is just that it's so goofy. And like even if you execute a thing perfectly, it might not work. So when it does work, it's super exciting. That said, playing Party Animals, immediately I was like... This is so much better. This this, uh, <laughs> this just the tutorial. I was like, oh yeah, climbing should be that easy, or oh yeah, it should be. You should just have to press one button to do some of these things. Yeah, and I'm not like used to it yet. Also, I did I did one match, and I didn't realize the game was normally how you were describing it, Alex, because the one I got dropped into was a soccer game, 
and I did not. Oh yeah, I haven't done that one yet. Um, it I have probably played twenty matches, and I have not seen that once. I would I would recommend voting against it because okay, it, just, it just took a really long time, and no one can die, so you're just pushing this ball around. And I, Charles, I'm not a sports person, so I don't really like soccer. Anyways, yeah. I'm really excited to play more of this, given how much Gang Beasts I've played. Um, it's really Gang Beasts, except so it looks way better. It probably controls better, and there's like ten times as much features. So it's cool. Recommend it. Um, well, let's get into housekeeping real quick, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into the listener questions. If you want to support the show, you can always leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can rate us on uh, Spotify. We did have a, a new review I wanted to read off. Uh, it's been a while since I have checked, and I apologize for that. Um, but we have uh, two, two five-star reviews, one from JTWNSC saying uh great video game podcast that keeps you up to date on the latest news along with some great reviews thank you jtwnsc uh and then dan r doran says still great hey i recently wrote a review but can i get spider-man for free sorry sorry dan (laughs) uh no code i i'm sorry we don't have any more but they do say it's we are their number one podcast they listen to every week thank you uh dan thank you we can recite everything that happens in Spider-Man of kind of be like getting it for free. <laughs> yeah, if you don't yeah. mind consuming it as an audiobook. Uh, we did get a one-star review saying Horde Podcast Now. They complain incessantly about Twitter. We do? I feel like we never mentioned Twitter <laughs> on the show. I, maybe we've mentioned, I feel like whenever we say our tags, we're like Twitter or X. I don't know. And then that's yeah. like a bit. But, uh, you would think it people in like the media seconds. would appreciate free speech. Stop qu- constantly whining as it is embarrassingly drab listen i, like, I love are you are you sure that's our podcast <laughs> listening to? sir this is an arby's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know listen i love I free speech too i just like it without a uh, decreased functionality yeah 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 wow now you're proving them right marcus come on <laughs> scrap scrap the questions let's just talk about all, elon musk all you, for 21 all you minutes. do is whine marcus that is my yeah my I, hallmark i i try to i try to take feedback you know for, no matter what the star reading is i feel like we we just don't do that <laughs> i think it's not true i'm sorry we should praise it instead okay yeah we could that's some feedback we could, we could uh, integrate we praise maybe. x yeah, praise X. <laughs> sounds like which, a cult. Which sounds that sounds Xmas. like his church. Like he he sounds like a, a futuristic church called Praise X. If if I told you there was a level in Alan Wake Two where Praise X was written on a wall in blood, you would totally <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had to open I had to open up a chest when I found that. Yeah. Well, thank you for the reviews. We'll try not to complain about Twitter as much because we we just never shut up about it on this podcast apparently you can watch our streams twitch.tv slash game informer for sure on fridays for replay and also throughout the week we typically stream yeah. new uh, replay starting this oh, friday what, our, what's it gonna be i haven't heard we are playing the uh super replay so we're playing the entirety of spider-man for the playstation one released in 2000 developed Yo. by neversoft which was my favorite spider-man game for years until 2018 uh insomniac spider-man that's a great spider-man game yeah i was like you I played it too, right? that 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Game rules. Definitely. Yeah. Matt Storm, our our podcast editor, we had a chat over the weekend because uh, they were like, "Oh my god, someone else loves this game too." I was like, "Yes, that's awesome." We're all coming out the woodwork now for this. I've game. actually yeah. also I haven't played the game, but I had a neighbor with a PlayStation One who would play it a lot, so I've watched a lot of it. Did but you watch yeah, from like a window from like his. Window? <laughs> <laughs> were you, like were you I would like, go over and he would like be like sad looking. He wouldn't share. He would just. Like, I would just sit it. on the couch and watch. I don't know. I was fine. I was like, I'm thinking like you ever 10. watched uh, the Arthur cartoon when he would like yeah. look at the the fun class that would like have the candy yeah. from like Mr. Rapper. <laughs> was that you with yeah. that playing yeah. Spider Man? That's really funny. <laughs> um, of course, speaking of Matt Storm, our podcast editor. Uh, you can follow them, uh, uh, DJ Stormageddon. They have a website. You can listen to their fun and games podcast. Uh, you can listen to their Bioware podcast, which is called Reignite. So go support them. Uh, All Things Nintendo, our other show that releases every week, hosted by Brian Shea. It's a Nintendo podcast, of course, called All Things Nintendo. Go and listen to that on Fridays. And lastly, you can follow us on Threads, Blue Sky, uh, Twitter slash X, which I will make no comments about. <laughs> All the places. Uh, you can follow me, Alex Van Aken, at It's Van Aken. You can follow Marcus Stewart at Marcus Stewart 7. And you can follow Charles Hart at Chuck Duck 365. Blake, who had to go, or was sorry, he was blipped, he was blipped out of existence. I don't know if he's going to yeah, keep up with his social media after run. that. Yeah, I don't know if they have Twitter there. Uh, maybe that is actually Twitter. I hope, I hope um, the Shadow Realm. <laughs> we we kind of need his help on the website and stuff. So I, I know, in the magazine. Yeah. I hope he's got internet uh, wherever he is. Yeah, you can follow Blake at Metallica is rad and on Blue Sky and Twitter, I believe. Um, that's it for, for housekeeping this week. Let's get into listener questions. Uh, of course, if you want to be part of the show, this is the part that you get to influence what we talk about. Uh, you can email us podcast at gameinformer.com with the subject line game informer show question uh with your question or you can join the official game informer community discord and to get access you just have to subscribe to our twitch channel one time make sure that your twitch and your discord are linked together and we should appear in your server integrations in your profile uh, and you should be able to join our discord that way if you have any issues uh you can email uh, me uh, Alex Van Aken at GameInformer.com uh, with the subject line Twitch Discord connection issue. That's what I'm I'm deeming the subject line. It's a great be. it's a great efficient subject line. Yes, yes. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, Cole Harper from Nashville, Tennessee, wrote in for from email. They wrote, "Hey everyone, with Soulsborne and Souls-like games becoming so popular." Would you consider Soulsborne games its own genre or maybe subgenre of gaming? Also, what would it take for a new genre to become widely accepted by the gaming public? First, uh, oh, you went out. yeah, no, you can go ahead, Marcus. You can take it away. I was gonna say I think it's totally a subgenre. Definitely, yeah, subgenre of the action genre. I would say. Yeah, just because there's so many games that are very, it's such a deliberate style like no one accidentally makes a souls <laughs> game. like you, yeah there are very clear sort of like pillars that you kind of have to build to to kind of get there and then in terms of the second question of what does it take to for it to catch on honestly i think it's a catchy name because like with metrovania that's just such a fun thing to say 
and yeah, you got to keep making games like it. But when you get like a nice <laughs> name attached to it where everyone can identify like that's what we're calling these and then we all silently agree like i guess everyone else keeps saying it so i'm saying it now and yeah so like i don't like souls born do you guys i feel like i see souls born and souls like which which what is the I, I prefer souls like because it it just feels more metroidvania is amazing to me that it's caught on because it's such a jumbled up <laughs> thing of nonsense the, like, i remember the first time i heard metroidvania i thought somebody was just like having something happening and they were not <laughs> able to speak yeah. it's and also I'm like random i was like you mean ca- you mean castlevania right yeah Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny because it's technically it's just metroid because the castle the vania yeah, yeah, part yeah was just like them doing Metroid one time with Symphony, and it was really good. <laughs> but it's like they ate one time, and then they are like, "Oh, you you helped create this, so you're part of the title." Yeah, yeah we're we're part of this. Add us to the end. Yeah, like he think he on the team, and yeah. I guess yeah. he is because we we decided that we let him. Yeah. yeah, I think, and I think Soulsborne made more sense. Like, I don't know, like right when Sekiro was out, like before there yeah. was so much of it where it was like well the dark souls and bloodborne games or now even from software there's sekiro and elden ring which have like expanded on yeah the definition a little bit more i think souls like is what will kind of permeate i think like the differences between souls born and souls like are very little it really kind of feels like comes down to movement style and like uh attack and defense options and like the speed of the game i think you need some bloodborne element to get the board like lies of p feels like souls born because sure, that aesthetic sure. is very clearly going for uh, bloodborne yeah but apart from blood like i feel like it's gonna be less effective as games stop replicating bloodborne specifically it will never stop and just start <laughs> being their own thing inspired by the genre yeah listen we still if we get new if games can't stop aping metroid then we'll get bloodborne games yeah, that's true. Forever. Until they I make say a we sequel. just say souls like. I think we just say souls like. That's my opinion. But we're, so we're, just, you know. we're like industry luminaries, right? So if we decide souls like is the one, then that's the rule. Oh right? yeah. We declare like, it now. So like everyone else has yeah. to listen to us. Like there's even less there's rogue light and rogue like. And those have distinct differences. I don't see those same differences in Souls Born and Souls Like. Yeah. True true yeah yeah so we're saying so you gotta you gotta have some sort of this other distinction you know besides it kind of looks and feels like bloodborne so as the number one video game podcast on earth we are saying top 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 20 a uh, number one damn it i'm saying it <laughs> we're 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 saying <laughs> depending souls on what like... region and which platform we are probably number one <laughs> no caveats that. i'm saying <laughs> souls we're declaring you could just say top 20 marcus you could say but it top but, 100 but leisure quality podcasts. wise maybe alex Maybe we're, okay, yeah. we're in your heart one. sentimental favorites yeah. we're yeah. saying souls like is the official term so going forward when i listen to any other gaming podcast if i'm if i'm listening kind of funny if i'm listening to giant bomb next lander min max whoever it is if anyone leave says, negative comments <laughs> yeah if, telling them game informer no. sent you well no if <laughs> anyone says negative. souls born <laughs> then it's like no 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 no. we you broke the law we said it's actually game informer yeah. The number one video game podcast. You will get a very- number one video game magazine. We can say that. Yeah, that that, that uh, is true. Yeah, we can say that. Says it's souls like. We'll and you'll get a very rude. Well, actually, we'll call we'll call up Jeff Keeley 
and he'll come and he'll be like ah, ah, ah. he is the the odin That's of the, the video does. games yeah. media pantheon he's the zeus odin yeah what was the other part of the question <laughs> I think what I'm... would it take for a new genre yeah i think like you said like a good name one of the genres that i i i, I there and I, I apologize because i can't remember who posted this somebody posted on blue sky i think maybe it was jenna stover I don't, I don't know if it is though ah i feel bad that i don't remember who said this but it's been been thinking about it they're talking about like tiny games oh maybe it was danielle uh, riendo perhaps talking about we need to make tiny games a subgenre. Tiny games, games like a short hike tiny games i think those yeah, are just adventure games i know well, i know but, but like games that can can be completed and have this whole experience within a couple of hours so it's and just like, like a length they don't they don't feel like a demo they don't feel like a prototype they're a fully fledged game within you know a couple of hours okay they were saying like something like tiny games no i was reading a blog post actually a game designer's blog post it wasn't any of the people i said and i don't remember <laughs> the blog but i remember reading it on a blog uh, i'm really sorry um and i was thinking about games like a little gator game a short hike, stuff like that. And yeah, they're adventure games. Yeah. Florence um, can be in an hour. Florence. Florence. Because like, I think there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, we the way we, we talk about genres because it's it's a way to for us to communicate with each other and to communicate a set of ideas that we can relate to and understand for conversation. And if we had a, a moniker for those sorts of games, I think it would help because there's a lot more of those sorts of experiences and to their point they're like tiny games just doesn't sound good so i was thinking i was like oh mini games would have been really good but that's already taken that's true what about micro games that's warioware i was gonna say i that doesn't no, feel like mini games thing. i thought no they they called them micro games in warioware that's what all the games well that's called. a branding thing isn't it well i mean that's why you can't use it because when you hear <laughs> micro games people think of warioware <laughs> And those about, games are even uh, shorter. There's only a few seconds. Na- nano games? What about Tiny Worlds? Tiny <laughs> that, Worlds. That just sounds like the name of a game. Chibi Tiny Games. World. Chibi Games. Uh, Bitty Games. Bitties. Bit Bitly. Bitty Bitty. Bit. What, what about Lil Lil Games? Lil Games. Lil Games. <laughs> I think the older demographics kind of have trouble pronouncing that. I think that's, what they were, that's what they were gonna. That's what they were gonna call Parappa the Rapper. Lil, Lil <laughs> Games. Is that is that the game Sun? I don't know. Let us know. Write it. Write us know. in. Yeah. <laughs> what should we call small yeah. games? Right. Right. Small. In. Let us know. Like what about small open world games? Like like a short hike, right? They say it themselves. It's a tiny open world adventure game. Biggie Smalls. <laughs> like it's fully fledged. It has because it's features. a big world in a small uh-huh. package. You feel satisfied when you beat it. Maybe it's just like a good small game. I don't. I don't know. What about? What about they like, got they got wholesome games now. We need something for for the rest of us. You know, like like maybe like snack snack games. It's a it's a bite sized. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Fun size like bite, fun bite, size bite candy. Size. It's Halloween's coming up. It's kind. Of, it's pretty much like a fun size thing, right? What if yeah. it's bite size with a Y? I like Ooh, it. Yeah. We haven't done that since two thousand five. <laughs> yeah. actually we have mega megabytes megabytes oh, okay. right we'll, we'll bring bytes in general no you're correct you're correct yeah yeah binary digits like data, that's, the, data, that's the genre data. <laughs> or you're saying you're just you're describing bytes 
You're just saying I'm words. just describing bites. Okay, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Bites. All right. Yeah. Next question. All right. Next question. <laughs> Jadonk Donk on Discord asks, time to get existential. Oh, this is funny. Do you think life is a roguelite, roguelike, or permadeath? So do we do we think? Well, I really like the implications of roguelite. Well, roguelike and has permadeath. Like you, you, your stuff is white. Well, well, rogue, a, a roguelike implies that even though your stuff is wiped, you get to do it over and over again. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, permadeath yeah, you're right, you're right. means is you're just gone. gone. There's nothing. I, I don't rogue light. Th- there is progression. Right. I don't think that's that mean a you big, go to heaven. That would be really funny if, like, well, you just keep going. Like, it's like, hey, I'm Charles Five. I yeah. know. I I. I I've came out the wound health. just as good at trombone so as I am just, now. Is it just reincarnation? But like yeah. you're, you're the same person maybe. technically. You're not reincarnated. Yeah, like to maybe a you are inherently person. skilled, like Charles says. Like, oh, it's there a savant on piano. Have you guys like age four? Have you guys read um, any of the modern X Men comics? No. Like uh, House of X, Powers of X, because there's literally a uh, Moira McTaggart. She they like reveal she's a mutant. And that who is a character has never been a mutant for her existence, but like her mutant power is reincarnation, and literally her life is like a <laughs> roguelike because they wow. her powers were like she lives her life, she dies and is reborn again, but like time resets too, so she literally lives the same life. But every time, like when she became aware that she had this the first time she died, she had all of her knowledge of her past life. So even as a baby, she had a head start. She you know, she just knew everything. So then she purposely changed her life of like, oh, my husband that I married in my first life and had kids and had a great life. I met him randomly on the street corner and I went to the same street corner and saw him and I decided not to talk to him, which now changes everything for my new Whoa. life. <laughs> uh, it's like wow. it's like that, basically, I guess. I, I guess as an example of how that would work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so is the question, cool what do we think it is or what do we want it to be? I mean, I th- what we think it is, like I said, existential. I mean, probably yeah. permadeath is the knee jerk answer because you're like, oh, when you die, you just that's it, right? And you know, depending on your belief system, if you believe in reincarnation or, or anything like or, that, or, or roguelites. I yeah. like to. I. It, I mean, the answer is that you can't prove it until it happens, right? Like no one knows for sure. Even if you believe in a, a system, like have faith. The key word is faith, right? Like no one objectively knows what happens when you die. Yeah, until it happens right you just hope really hard that whatever you believe in happens <laughs> um so with that said i would like it to be a, a rogue light i think that's the best option that's the yeah, best that, yeah no but who yeah. wants permadeath yeah that's boring. i think everybody wants to keep going even if it's like even if it's roguelite in the form of i come back as a ghost but i you know yes. ghosts remember how they died and stuff right like they remember their lives I don't know. You just we, take a new. We, we don't know. Well, I mean, ghost shows. They'll you know, you talk to a ghost and they're like, "Yeah, I, I can tell you about myself." That's how usually it works. Yeah, right? that's true. I can tell you. I, I guess died. ghost shows. Ghost shows have proved that ghosts are real. <laughs> I mean, depending on what you believe, you could that could be factual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like the best case scenario is roguelite. I mean the the best case scenario is unlimited lives. Okay. Well, that yeah, that gets well, boring though. And then it's like. Do you, do you beat it? Can you beat it? Is there a beat, goal? Is there a win condition? <laughs> is this a life sim? I, I mean, don't think. I don't think because if we're if we're getting existential, 
like an unending lives like once you've maxed out all your stats i feel like i would start to go crazy i mean i think you just wait for the inevitable heat death of the universe when the sun collapses and well but is it a time is it a time thing though i guess that yeah is it like vampire survivors will the at 30 minutes will the guy come and try to kill you well i think that's global warming (laughs) i think that's that's what it is when the earth gives up basically climate change survivors yeah like we it it takes care of itself at a certain point (laughs) yeah yeah i just want to live in minecraft man (laughs) of all the worlds minecraft let me live in fortnite you know Mm. Fortnite, Fortnite got a pretty good. Seems Fortnite, like a, they are they are kind of trapped in a time loop. Though, yeah, I was gonna right? say that seems like a miserable yeah. existence of having to fight constantly and get shot and then do it all over again. And then sometimes, but, like, like, sometimes it's Darth Vader that kills you. <laughs> yeah, this is it's exciting. Though, I mean, yeah. it's Ready Player One, but worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, eh, people are getting killed all the time. So, all right, mash start button on Discord asks: Since we're getting existential, <laughs> do you all believe in soulmates? Furthermore, if soulmates exist, does that imply the existence of soul enemies? Soul hates, if you I will. feel like that question was just the vehicle to deliver that. <laughs> Which I can I, I, I think it was worth it. I respect it. <laughs> I, will somebody, let, I was like, I will let the two people that have romantic partners <laughs> give their time. I first. have been with my wife for 14 and a half years. Whoa. We are each other's high school sweethearts. That being said, I don't necessarily believe in soulmates because wait for your wife to come crashing through the wall. Like what? Did you no, say? I think she. Like, like, I think she cool would agree. Man. I think she would agree. That's not what I you think, told me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have we? Are there parts of our relationship that I look at as like divine um, circumstance? Sometimes I do. Yes, um, but love is a choice, and. It takes hard work to have it be good after so many years. And I think that we've done a great job at that, but it does require work. And and I think it's like soulmate implies that like, it's just going to happen and it doesn't require work and development, you know? And I believe in like, um, man, we were really getting, we're really getting deep on this. Show. We are getting deep. Um, like, I believe like if for heaven forbid, like my wife and I were no longer together for some reason. Like I, I believe that we each would have capacity to find another partner. Right. And soulmates. I don't think like, would you ever, I don't know. I, I know go, I go back and forth. Yeah. Like, I think like maybe there are people that you are, there are definitely people that you um, align with more than other people. And they have the capacity to be to feel like your person in the world like that my wife very much feels like my person and it feels like we were the ways in which that we exist and were made or and live this life they just match so well together right and so that's what you mean by soulmate then yeah but do i think it's like i have there's only one person that can be like that i i don't think so i think it's just like okay you really align with this person. You're both putting in a lot of work and it's becomes really good over time. Um, I think that's more of what it is. So you're saying like, if again, heaven forbid your wife passed away. Yeah. And let's say five years down the line, you'd be open to like, I would be on the golden bachelor. <laughs> you ruined my setup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
that's, no, 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 that's good. You saw it, you saw it coming. I was laying down. <laughs> all the, all it's the like, have you guys had this stuff. discussion of like, if one of us dies, the other one is allowed to go in the bathroom <laughs> or the bachelorette? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. We're gonna, man, we watch it. We're like, we should figure out a way to go on this. Like, somehow. <laughs> we're just like, we want to compete. Man. I mean, it's pretty yeah. easy. Just pretend not to be married. Yeah, but then that's you got the whole PR issue. Listen, we thought about it, Marcus. Okay, <laughs> we, <yeah. laughs> we, we don't have the agents to do that to, to pull this off. Wow. Okay, that's my answer, though. Long story short, I feel mostly the same, and yet I feel like I I feel like that on paper. I think kind of similar to you, Alex. But like, I totally feel like that on paper, but also. It the emotional like side, it does feel like a soulmate. Both emotional and, like, statistically, the odds of me ending up with this specific person through all the circumstances or whatever. Like, that's really true as well. And that's what I meant by, like, that divine. Yeah. It feels like there's something, like, astral about it. I met my girlfriend, Alyssa, on the one of the first days of school, our freshman year of college. And... I answered a question. We took like a Myers-Briggs test for this class. Um, it was like about finding out what your major should be. And they split us into like all the different groups. And the first question is whether you're an introvert or extrovert. And the teacher was asking, extroverts on this side of the room, what makes you an extrovert? And this person raised their hand. They're like, I think this. And this person, I think this. And then she was like, introverts on the room. Why are you an introvert? And no one raised their hand. Um, <laughs> because we're introverts. And then I raised my hand and I was like, I don't know. I don't really like small talk. So that's like my answer. And then as soon as the class ended, Alyssa came up to me and she was like, we should be friends. So I also don't like small talk. And then we immediately <laughs> became friends. Uh, and then it over the next few years became clear that she was engaged to someone and then ended up breaking off her engagement. And then we ended up getting and it's a lot of stuff ended up happening in there where we didn't try to form a relationship, but it kind of just ended up happening. And it, it feels weird to imply that we chose to do any of that because it was like, I don't know, it kind of feels like this is what has to happen. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my answer. What about you, Marcus? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, not even being flippant. That is my that is how I sum it up of like, I don't know either way. And mm -hmm. I don't think it really matters. I think it just, if you find someone that you like, uh, just count your blessings and enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, let's move on. Um, Quilgrim via Discord asks, what would your picks be if you could transport any character from any game to partner up with any other character in another game? For example, I think Nintendo's beloved pink marshmallow Kirby would be a much cooler sidekick for Kratos in God of War than that little dork atreus i would like wow. to see what kirby would turn into if he ate one of the gods yeah <laughs> like, like you get like a nice that like, game writes itself you know he gets a pretty cool hats <laughs> <laughs> it's odin's eye patch yeah oh yeah oh he gets balder's tattoos <laughs> he can't feel pain anymore i can't i can't, I can't picture kirby with balder's tattoos he's just um, going on and on about how much he wants to feel <laughs> I what if you put because they seem they seem cut from the same cloth. If you put um, Tom Nook from Animal Crossing with J. Jonah Jameson and had them start a business Whoa. together, because it's like that two would different. Be great, like because Tom Nook 
he, he kind of runs different businesses in the different games, right? But or, or I mean, I guess it's all like home related. But I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, he, he just wants your money. He's just the he's a he's a crook. Uh, and and J. Jonah Jameson, capitalism at its worst, journalism at its worst. I, I feel like there's something there. Like they would see eye to eye on like, hey, we could we could make some money together by really doing some unethical things. I would love their I, podcast. I believe Tom Nook is a better person. Than than that. I, I fervently what, believe. I, what proof is there of that? Because I haven't seen it. Uh, well, he doesn't run a radio station um, <laughs> bashing the main character of the video game. I mean, you could argue what he's running is worse because he's like dealing with people's lives he's in their, their homes. Home. He gave you a home that you had the choice to say yes or no to. Not really. <laughs> Do and we, when it's the illusion of you choice. choose to play the video game and when, when, when you paid off your loan, that's it. He's not. He's just. He's a business guy. I'm no, just saying. No he, interest. He's no got a deadlines. bunch of, a bunch of nephews would, to take care of. He would be the secret benefactor for Jameson's podcast. Like he'd be the mm. one keeping that afloat in the background. Like you hear him every now and then on an episode as like the silent producer <laughs> or something. But yeah. he, he knows that controversy creates cash and has no shame because again he's like the ultimate capitalist. So I, I he's think, saying all good all PR is good PR. Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. That's Tom Nook. <laughs> yeah, I think he would be a thousand percent. He all the bells that you're paying him are going to Jameson slandering Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't believe it. Tom Nook is helping to fund museum works, helping to fund art. Yeah. Helping to fund conservation. Museums. No, they're, they're free. Not donating money. They're free. He's like, you go pay for it. A uh, uh, counterpoint: How do how did Timmy and Tommy Nook make any money? I feel like they just spend all their time buying stuff. They're flipping it on eBay. Oh, okay. They're like, yeah. Master hey, I got I got these twenty sea bass. They've got they've got drop drop shipping. They've got a drop shipping mm. business. Okay, yeah, that answers that. Answer. Which they learned from from their their uncle. Yeah, they're the anti Todd and Rod from The Simpsons. Totally get that. Flanders kids, his two sons. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I forgot. Their Come names. on. Wait, what was I that, Charles? That. What did you just say? Oh, uh, nothing. I didn't say anything. I, I said I love. He I said he loves. I love the Simpsons. Cri- Christmas. Simpsons. <laughs> Those words are similar. Yes, <laughs> I love. I love the Christmas Simpsons. All right. I can't uh, think of an answer to this question. I like. I like Marcus's answer. Marcus is a good one. Yeah. Uh, Zachary Pluggy via Discord asks. 2023 has already been a massive year for amazing releases. In your mind, either objectively or subjectively, has there ever been another year in gaming that has been as good or better than this year? Uh, 2004. Oh, wow. You were ready. Oh, yeah. 2004 is the year. You think for, it's the best for year Alex ever? Van Aken. Oh, for you. Let, let, me, let me read through some. Mm-hmm. Half-Life 2. Mm. Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm-hmm. Snake Eater. Halo 2, uh, Spider-Man 2, Hitman Contracts, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Underground 2, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, uh, Mortal Kombat Deception, uh, Prince of Persia Warrior Within, Uh, (laughs) Need for Speed Underground 2. I see World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is the obvious one for me. World of Warcraft, um, Fable. Uh, Far Cry, uh, Metroid Prime 2, Burnout 3, uh, Super Mario 64 DS, Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow, uh, Minish Cap for Zelda, 
Um, there's there's a ton of stuff uh, in 2004. Okay, I I, I feel like. If we're going old school, like I feel like 1998 is always the one that pops up. That's uh, all. That's a great one. Same with 2001. Um, yeah, 2007 as well. Yeah, 07 was great. I mean, 2017 in terms of like it's the last like bomb year. I, and I think good 2023 years. is up there with those. Though. Oh, it will absolutely. By the time this year ends, it yeah, it, it has to be in the conversation. It's just yeah, you know. <laughs> I think of of the years I've lived. Which basically just means <laughs> post 2000. 2023 is my favorite so far. I, I personally, my favorite games of 2023 beat out my favorite games of 2017. It's done that for me. And that was that, that was the biggest contender other than that. I think the Besties podcast, they did one of those like brackets of like what was the best year in gaming. And they went back and played a bunch of games in, I think, 2007, they decided. And a lot of the games in that year were like, yeah, these were good. Uh, Halo and, 3, Bioshock, Galaxy. It, it was good stuff, and then they made better sequels. So looking back, it feels really good, but it's like uh, uh, like Portal 1's good. Portal 2 is also very, very good. Mass Effect 1 is good. Mass Effect 2 is very, very good. Uh, the Witcher 1, the original Assassin's Creed, a Cod lot of stuff. In, yeah. Team Anyways, two. Still, yeah. still obviously a very good year, but 2023 I think is my favorite so far. It's crazy. My number 10 game on like my top 10 list this year would have won a lot of other years in my life. Like that's just how stacked it is. I don't know exactly what that is. I just know so many of the games that are vying for my top spot. I would immediately play and be like, like I remember playing Jedi Survivor. I've said this before. Playing Jedi Survivor being like, this feels so much like my game of the year, even though knowing like the next month or whatever that Zelda was going to come out. Yeah, so many of those. Yeah. Uh, last question, then we're going to wrap up. Uh, Troidal Power on Discord asks, what's the nicest little thing that past you can do for future you? For me, it's prepping the coffee pot. Nothing makes me love myself like waking up and realizing that past me took care of all of that so that present me can just push a button and get that sweet, warm bean juice running. So that's just yeah, I think, uh, like, that's just like yesterday to you. <laughs> I yeah. thought we going back years. I guess you i think like yeah like when you go to before you go to bed doing the dishes that's something i've been trying to do i was thinking that um, exact that was the exact thing that's going to be my answer because when you wake up to a fresh kitchen it's really good feeling it's i'm really easier bad to cook at breakfast that. too yeah e- easier to cook breakfast too yeah i didn't cook breakfast today because it's a mess and i was like i don't yeah. have the mental energy to to make but eggs. if you do it tonight then tomorrow's version of you i'm also um a fan of like setting a timer for 20 minutes and getting as much cleaning as you can get done within that timer as possible and doing it in small increments. So it feels less, less overwhelming when you have a messy house, especially when like I've been traveling for work a lot this year and like the amount of suitcases that are just like on my floors. Cause obviously I have personal travel too and stuff like that. Um, it can, it can get a lot, but uh, you have one Marcus. I'm trying to think I'm like I, I was thinking about like going back years and years of like you do something because you'd be like oh i don't know buy some stock in apple that'd be pretty good yeah, yeah, that'd be great, yeah. <laughs> back in like 2005 or something that's uh, that's roguelike life oh right it would have been right, great yeah. if i like bet on the jets in this one yeah yeah like just go full back to the jets. future like you yeah. know sports almanac uh i don't know if we're going more like i want to say mundane but like the the, the simpler things I mean, 
I, it's hard. I, I'm not saying this to brag, but I've gotten very good about like taking care of myself and you know, <laughs> self. Wow, you're so full of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I it's like I, I work out regularly. I I, I clean like regularly. I, I I eat pretty well generally. Mar- Marcus's what soulmate, if, you... if you're out there listening to this podcast, <laughs> Marcus is playing himself up. He's ready. There we go. I'm just I'm just uh, saying my dating profile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, maybe like um, encouragement. You know, if you go back, like maybe after or if you're in the middle of doing something really hard or you're about to do something hard. And, you know, in the moment, sometimes you get in your own head about like, or at least I do. about like, oh, crap, this is. I don't be able to do this or as well as I think because I I can be a notorious perfectionist especially with my work uh and that can be that can veer into like not great territory because then you wind up like not doing it as well because you're so worried about getting it right the first time and then like past me reminding myself that it's okay <laughs> like it, it'll be fine because it's always fine at the end of the day like it always comes out well and it's not going to be any different so like it's like if you had like a time device where you could set past versions of yourself almost like an alarm clock like okay i'm gonna record this mess i guess you could just do that with a video camera like i'm gonna record this message now i'm gonna and then leave a note like watch this tomorrow i guess you could technically do all this with a with with your phone (laughs) now that i'm thinking about it like you just do it features now yeah like we've had this technology reminders yeah like it's like (laughs) it's like memento but more effective and more wholesome (laughs) than the movie it's like calendar (laughs) yeah it's like hey watch me and then you watch and you see yourself from yesterday being like hey man you know you're doing good you know you're gonna you got this. Don't stress. It doesn't. It's not. Gonna if it's be that, I would probably tell my. I'd be like, shut up, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just no content. Just to shut the hell up, Alex. Yeah. In video. You don't know what you're talking about, man. You're. You know you're talking about. You're. You're so much younger than I am. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what I had to, to go wake through. up this morning. If yeah. I could, I would slap you. But I can. Yeah. I can only scream at you in a in a recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Shut up! I like the idea of you watching videos yourself every morning of you screaming at yourself. But then you film film a new video. (laughs) I would film a new video yelling at my future self. Just a lot of it. It would go down this cycle of, oh man, I just got yelled at by my past self. Let me be kinder to my future self. (laughs) And then it would be like, hey man, it's okay. And then again, the next day, you'd be like, shut the hell up. Sorry, I screamed at you yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, something your, your wife's gonna get used to is you screaming at random <laughs> random intervals yeah. every day <laughs> my soulmate uh, uh accepts me for that though, that's, you know? yeah, that's true that's good point. yeah that's what they're good for uh okay well uh i think that's gonna that's gonna be it for today's episode uh thanks again for watching everybody we appreciate your support uh don't forget to go pick up single issues of game informer magazine for uh all the past issues for 5.99 Going forward with issue 360, they are $7.99. Don't worry, it's worth it. Uh, a lot of great stuff in those pages. You can grab those books, those magazines at gamestop.com slash gameinformer. Scroll down the page a bit, you'll see all our current issues. Uh, or you can go to a local GameStop and purchase it there. Uh, stay tuned in the future for other ways to, to grab that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye!